0: For more information about this and other podcasts we produce, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com. And now for this week's episode. <laughs> Welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host Stephen Platt, thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, it's our final episode of 2018, so it's our second Christmas film episode. That's right, uh, the last two weeks of the year we always dedicate to Christmas films, and this week is no exception. We are watching 2003's Elf. And uh, one of my guests is supremely excited to be watching it. Nicola Brescianini or uh, Miss Christmas herself. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. You love Elf.
1: I love Elf. This is my favourite movie of all time. Now, Ooh, fan fan call.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, fans of the series uh, will know that Nicola has uh, two areas of expertise, those being Disney and Christmas films. Yes. And in particular, I would say that... Christmas films are maybe the thing you like. Would you say you like Christmas films more than Disney films or is it pretty even?
1: Um, I'd say it's pretty even. But the exciting thing about the Christmas ones is that I only allow myself to watch them from November. So I don't get to see them as many times a year as I do the Disney movies. So I look forward to them.
0: And then as soon as we hit January, that's it?
1: Yeah, that's it. Uh, no, uh, after Christmas Day.
0: Wow. Yeah, I stopped okay. it. Okay, well, there we go. So, um, you know, as at the time of recor- recording this, you've still got a couple of weeks of uh, Christmas film watchings. How many more times the you in a fit Elf in?
1: I don't know, but this is already my third time since November 1st <laughs> that I've seen it. It's a sickness.
0: <laughs> so, um, what, what is it about Elf that you really enjoy?
1: Oh, it's just so light-hearted and so fun funny and it's like just heartwarming i really love it and having been to new york so many times as well it's you know kind of exciting to be like i've been to the rockefeller center and i've been to you know, all those places. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: That's actually a good point. I haven't watched Elf um, for a few years now, but I, since then I have been to New York on a couple of occasions. So I'll probably be doing the same going, oh, <laughs> that's what that looks like.
1: Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Like when I did my last trip to New York, I think I spent the whole time being like, oh my God, look, this is where the Christmas tree is in the movie. And oh my gosh, now I'm going to be going up the Empire State Building and that's where it's been too. Yeah. All right. I saw a big sign for the, um, the Lincoln Tunnel. That was a bit exciting. (laughs) Mm. Well, joining
0: us as our guest who has not seen this film, and indeed, uh, I I don't know what your opinion is on Christmas films, uh, Murray Jackson, but welcome to the show. Yeah,
2: well, I feel a bit cheated, to be honest um, (laughs) with you, Stephen, because uh, I thought we were going to be watching Silent Night, Deadly Night, and uh, instead, here we are, we're watching Elf.
0: Yes, considerably more lighthearted than Silent Night, Deadly Night.
2: Yes, and, and unlike Nicola, I... Don't really get terribly excited about Christmas films. I used to have a little bit of a Christmas thing where on Christmas Day I would watch On Her Majesty's Secret Service every year because it's the only Bond film set at Christmas. And it was, I tried to start a tradition that lasted about two years and then oh, I forgot Murray. about it. So for me, Christmas films are a little bit, yeah, comms he comms are type of thing. Um, But you know what? I've had this film in my library for 10 years or thereabouts and I've never watched it. So this for me is as good as any excuse
0: to watch Elf. Indeed. And it comes as part of a double bill, a wonderful DVD double bill with The NeverEnding Story, which is a pairing that I'd never considered until seeing it on this box.
2: Indeed. I don't think anyone would have considered those two paired, to be perfectly honest with you, but it, it, it does say fabulous family fun, so we'll be the judge of that.
0: Okay, well, would you guys like to have some fabulous family fun and watch Elf? Yay! Why not, Stephen? Okay, for those of you at home, pop in the DVDs, you cotton-headed ninny-muggins, as we prepare to watch Elf. Elf. While Stephen and his guests are watching the film in question, I'm just going to take this moment to tell you about another project from Thought Jar Productions. It's a science fiction radio play series called Atlantis, and it's available to download right now. All you have to do is go to www.atlantisradioplay.com, click the Listen Online tab, and you can listen online or download up to seven episodes of original science fiction content from Thought Jar Productions. That's AtlantisRadioplay.com. And now, back to the Cinema Catch Up Club. Welcome back everybody. We have just finished watching Elf, and we are full of Christmas cheer. I'm joined once again by Nicola Brescianini Hello. and Murray Jackson. Ho ho ho. Now, Murray, <laughs> that was your first time watching Elf. Yes. What did you think? Well, um, look, it's definitely there as a
2: Christmas film. It's it's about Christmas spirit, isn't it? Let's mm-hmm. let's let's be honest. That's that's what it's it's yeah. pitched as a, a fun family good time film.
0: Which um, all good is. Christmas pictures should be. Hmm. Yeah, it's 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 a delight. I, as I said before, I hadn't watched this in a few years, uh, and I had a great time. Um, oh, good. it's it is a really fun film, and it's genuinely quite funny um, <laughs> and touching in places. Yeah, like I think it hits all the all the right notes that you want from your festive family fun Christmas film. Um, Nicola you were just laughing Out loud for, for large parts um, It's still funny It, it doesn't do- matter
1: it- how many times you see it It's still funny <laughs> No matter
0: how many times that taxi hits <laughs> 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 to, to be fair Nicola was laughing When the credits were rolling Yes yes, At the start Yes, mm. it, but, but it is a fun film And like it, you know I mean it I I think as we as we were watching it we were saying it really nails that that feeling of um of what a good Christmas film should be that it should be this sort of light-hearted but occasionally touching um romp I guess and like a lot of good Christmas films uh, there's this sort of fish out of water element um yeah. and I really I I think Will Ferrell is amazing in this. Well I it, think the
2: thing about any film with Will Ferrell um He's an actor who's uh, he's probably so is, his greatest ability is to just let himself go, mm. and and just just put himself out there. And if if it fails, it fails, and if it works, it works. And mm. he's unapologetic about. it.
1: And he seems to always genuinely be having so much fun doing it as well.
0: Mm. I think the thing with Will Ferrell that always, I I because I, I think he's he is. Quite a good comedic actor he's, He certainly um, divides opinion here and there uh, I was having a conversation yesterday uh, With my with my dad And he said that he doesn't think Will Ferrell is that funny has he Oh Elf? he's
2: polarising,
0: absolutely Yeah, um, I'm, I don't know if my dad's seen Elf I'm going to presume he has You this, better this, sit
1: him down and watch it just yeah. in case Well
0: he does listen to this podcast So uh, dad I hope you have watched it by this point um, But yeah, it's it's. Yeah. I, I think. No, thi- no offence Mr Platt, you're wrong Yeah, uh, there you go yes. <laughs> The thing with um, with Will Ferrell, though, that I particularly enjoy is that Will Ferrell looks like somebody that shouldn't be doing the things that he's doing. He, he's he got this sort of... It's not that he has an everyman look, which um, certainly works for some actors and some things, but he just doesn't look like somebody who should be a, a, a an elf, like a Christmas elf. Oh, he's um, so big. And well, <laughs> he, he, he was an athlete at, at really?
2: high school. Yeah, I didn't know that. In, like yeah. running? Well, as in like football and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> he he was actually quite a gifted athlete, and okay. wow, um, yeah, he's he just seems to have bought that um, ability to you know contort his body and and do these silly things. Be thrown to the off screen. the table. Um, look, this rates for me as 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 a as a, as a, as a, a very fun Will Ferrell film. Yeah. It's. It's not Step Brothers, but that's a very high. So Step Brothers is your. Oh,
0: that's that is the all time. Okay. Yeah. But. Um... Okay. See, for me, I I find it very hard to look past um, look past Anchorman because that was the first thing I saw him in, and I found that quite funny. But I was also 15, 16 at the time. I haven't been back and watched it. In a long time. I may go back and go, mm, okay, we'll see. But <laughs> when we get to that... We'll cross that bridge when we get to mm. it. The other film I think he's really outstanding in is um, Stranger Than Fiction. Oh, which is totally different. Which is, yeah, which is kind of him it's just... It's almost dramatic. Yeah, it's him doing something completely different. And he is absolutely fantastic in that. but But Elf, he is... I, I can't imagine anyone else playing Elf and it working as no. well. Like um, this originally it's one of the trivia bits but I'll bring it up now. They were trying to make Elf for about 10 years and the original actor that was attached to it was Jim Carrey. Which probably would have worked. It would yeah, have worked. He
1: is quite good as well but I think that Will Ferrell in this movie is just so innocent. Mm, there's an earnestness. Just, yeah, he's just so oh, I can't even think of the word. Like just so just genuinely happy and It's really lovely to see his innocence in it. Mm. And I don't know if Jim Carrey, who who would have brought the comedy really well, I don't think he would have been able to pull that part off as well.
2: I think the difference between the two is that Will Ferrell doesn't need to, if I can use an invented word for a moment, gurn. He doesn't need to...
0: Pull faces. Pull
2: faces, basically. Mm. Um, He can smile. I mean, he just has this... It's almost creepy... Throughout this film, this mm. smile on his face, but you never think for a second it's forced. It's like that's a genuine smile. Yeah, no,
0: you you really believe this is somebody who's been brought up in this this elf culture to to be like an elf, but is a six foot plus human who just looks ridiculous in his yellow tights running around shops. But it's it is really really lovely and i think they've also cast it very well in the opposite him you've got james Caan. Mm. he like, was great in this yes just like and I, I, I the whole time i'm watching this i'm just thinking you're in the godfather and now you're <laughs> like you're in this scene with will ferrell tr- trying to like um just saying francisco over and over again <laughs> uh, but he's wonderful it james Caan is genuinely a really good scroogey character
2: yeah i think um you're quite right. The, the the thing there with with James Caan is that um, he, the character just looks totally ill at ease throughout the entire experience, doesn't he? Yes yeah. Is it he's, acting? He's the fish. He's more the fish out of water.
0: I suppose. Than, yeah. than
2: Will Ferrell, because because Will Ferrell's Will Ferrell character care. Elf just accepts whatever's <laughs> happening around him. Hmm. There's no questioning. He just adapts. He does, yeah. Um, oh, so makes... you, you talk about fish out of water. The fish out of water is James Cappanis. I suppose, and his... yeah.
0: And, and, and I mean, obviously, had, had Elf turned up at New York, not in the run-up to Christmas, may have been different. But but he, you're right, he does make those adaptions. You have the fact that um, when he's working in the mail room and he ends up oh. dancing on the table for everyone, they're all going, yeah. Like, hmm. he he does fit in. But it's also because he's just got no... Shame, or no concept of shame, like when he's, he's singing. So in He's so delightfully
1: this is, oblivious
2: yeah. through the whole yes. film. Absolutely, yes, and and that's the difference I think between you. You were talking about, you know, how the possibility was of of um, Jim Carrey being in this film as opposed to Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell acts childlike, mm. but he's not, he's childish, not. childish. Yeah. You know?
1: That's a nice way of putting it, and
2: yeah. I think that might be the difference between the two
0: and what Ferrell brings to this this film. Mm. The story of the film is relatively simple, but you know, with it being a Christmas film, I, I sort of feel they don't need to be massively complex plots. It's all—it's no. more about the atmosphere no. that's generated. Um, Buddy finds out that he's human when hearing some work colleagues talking about. <laughs> the fact that he's terrible at being an elf uh he goes to his adopted uh father papa elf played by bob newhart um doing a really in i, I really like bob newhart in this but it, it is such an interesting way of presenting that character he's like i, I don't really know what's happening uh, uh, sure okay bye like it's it is quite nice um and he goes to to new york as inevitably all these sort of fish out of water characters do you know he's going where crocodile dundee is gone and countless others that are going to find themselves and reconnecting with his, well, with his actual family, with his father and um, his father's family, Emily and Michael. Emily played by uh, Mary Steenburgen, which is nice to see her popping up again mm. a few years after um, Back to the Future 3. And uh, yeah, it is it is just really lovely. And I think the thing this film does well is how it tells that story. I think John Favreau has done a really good job of sort of... Trusting the audience with it, with knowing enough of the tropes that it doesn't need to explain them. Yeah. Um, and it it's just a genuinely cheerful film.
2: Mm, absolutely.
0: Hmm. Nicola. Yeah. We've already just discussed the taxi. Um, oh. Which I presume is your favourite moment.
1: That whole scene of him arriving in New York mm. is just. Perfect. Where he's just <laughs> they couldn't pick, picking, have done anything better. Yeah,
0: picking the chewed gum him, off the just, thing And, and with it. him
1: starting by walking through the Lincoln tunnel looking so horribly uncomfortable as all the buses are going past, you know, thirty centimetres from his face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's your favourite bit of the film.
1: Yeah, I yeah. love it. And that between that and him trying to go up the escalator
0: <laughs> Yes, yeah. And then with his legs stretched out wide and yeah, just lovely and silly When he uh, gets up that escalator And ends up in uh, the North Pole In quotation marks um, In a in a store, he meets uh, Jovi um, A delightful young woman Played by De uh, Deschanel Which was, um, I'd forgotten that she was in this
1: She looks good as a blonde
0: She does um, Marie?
2: Yes, oh, she's just dreamy, isn't yeah. she? You have a soft spot for Zooey oh, Deschanel. Oh, look, you know, almost famous elf. Um, <laughs> I don't just care. Seen yeah. No, but but it's on the list now. No, it's <laughs> on the list now. There's other things, obviously, that she's been in, but mm. um, yeah, she's 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 a lovely, lovely
0: thing. This Excellent, lovely. Yes, and Buddy was quite taken with her in this film, yes. uh, and I thought it was quite a nice. It was quite so a nice way of doing as well. it, yeah. And you know, she was it's very, so innocent. she was very accepting of him. Uh, oh, the character yeah. of Jovi was very accepting of Buddy. Like you know, we, the fact that like one of their first interactions is him, is well, while she's in a shower and he's just gone into <laughs> the bathroom because she was singing and he's joining in the singing. Um, that could have been done in a way that was kind of okay. This is creepy and unsettling and and, and weird and. I don't think it ever felt like that, particularly because as soon as she reacts badly, he covers his <laughs> eyes and runs into a locker. Um, and I, I, one thing I found really nice was just that Jovi was accepting of this strange man that had turned up who yeah. believed he was an elf.
1: And she didn't never questioned it, didn't find out until the very end of the film.
0: I actually think it's one of the, look,
2: I'll be honest, I think it's one of the weaker points of the film. Mm-hmm. In that there's no real development for her. Uh, you know, she meets him, you know, he's this weird guy. She goes out with him, and not too far later, um, she's singing in, in Central Park and they're, they're married and have a child. There's yeah. no real development. The relationship there never really develops to any great degree. That's it's true. a leap of faith. Yeah. Um, it doesn't but it's and, and, and kind of maybe that's sweet the christmas in miracle movie. in this i don't the know christmas miracle yeah. but <laughs> um yeah it was lovely to see her in this film but it's very incidental as a character from my perspective
0: yeah i mean the only real development was that she had a bit of a fear of singing in public and that Ties into the ending when they need the Christmas cheer spreading, and so she has to sing in public alone before uh, people. When Christmas join in. is saved by New York, yeah, abouts- again, yes, yes, it does. It does Good happen a public. lot. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I agree, there isn't a huge amount there. But to be honest, character development happens. Quite quickly for a lot of characters, mm. you know. M- Michael accepts Buddy because he's good at throwing snowballs. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm picking.
2: I'm picking holes in a relationship in a family film. Yep, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, out there they're thinking just rein it in, Mars. It's not yeah. a big deal. <laughs> no, it's, well, I
0: think when you know, with, with a film like this, we do. There is a bit more leniency because because Christmas is about. Um, Forgiveness, and <laughs> you can Accepted. forgive if, uh, the odd plot hole here and there.
2: I'm I'm prepared. I'm prepared to do that mm. um, because you know I was I was prepared to um, buy Michael Caine with with the Muppets and Christmas carols. Oh, he oh, was he's magical. So good. You, in you that leave movie. you leave
0: Michael Caine alone. Um,
2: so what, what about what about? Um, I've got to talk about just briefly on my favourite
0: scene in the film. Yes, mm-hmm. please. Which which is. Peter Dinklage. Yes. <laughs> it's really interesting seeing um, pre-Game of Thrones Peter Dinklage because obviously Game of Thrones made him a massive star, but he was a pretty reputable actor already, certainly one of the most reputable, um, sort of like with Warwick Davis and Vern Troyer, those actors of shorter stature. Like, Dinklage was, was right up there. But but he was he was brilliant in this, as, in that, that small
2: part. And... Um, it's it's probably the one part of the film where you go, "Ooh, is this a little on the nose?" Um but I just it was just Will Ferrell's insistence. You're an elf.
0: You're an elf. Yeah. Mm. You're an
1: elf. Say it one more time. <laughs>
0: it it is really lovely and he plays i mean Peter Dinklage is a fantastic actor as we we've um, seen throughout his career but just playing this miles finch character this character that all the other people in the writers um, he's the circle yeah yeah even rhymes <laughs> uh, and they're all there going like um oh watch out oh my god it's mr finch ah oh. and then he's he's there in the meeting and he's genuinely like intimidating just going no. Yes. <laughs> vegetables are uh, the you know children Sucked are already vulnerable. My mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> children are already vulnerable. They don't need Makes you want to go yes. <laughs> <vegetables. laughs> yeah, he's he's really lovely. And then yeah, to have Buddy come in and have that misunderstanding and have that really <laughs> uncomfortable feeling in the stomach of oh don't do that buddy. Oh no. And then have have this Finch character just beat the crap out of him <laughs> and leave. Um was really really well done. Um uh, yeah, it was. It was just lovely, and it was again one of those things that you probably weren't expecting to see Peter Dinklage pop up, and there were a couple of actors like that. Kyle Gas is uh, yep. one of the writers. What's he been in? Uh, he's one half Tenacious of Tenacious D. D the um, really yes, he's with the, Jack Black. Yeah, yeah, he he's the wow. one who isn't Jack Black. <laughs>
1: Didn't know that.
0: Yeah, so it's just it's just nice seeing him talk, to be honest. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's it's a really it, it's just really lovely the way they. Tie in those those misunderstandings and um, really make them work because I, I do feel as though the character of Buddy the Elf could be quite annoying if if given to a different actor or written ever so slightly differently. Yeah. And we never get that, or at least I don't think any of us felt that that Buddy was an annoying character, and that is so I don't important. Think
1: anyone could think that.
0: Well, one or two if they don't like Will no. Ferrell. I'm sorry. I,
2: I I'm sure the direction probably was your. Seven years old, and the world is a marvellous place. Mm. And that's that's pretty much how he, he plays the thing throughout.
0: Um, we also had, of course, uh, the, the film uh, coming to its conclusion with uh, Santa Claus having engine troubles and uh, crashing in Central Park, and they have to get the sleigh fixed, and they need Christmas cheer, or the Central Park rangers will get them. Uh, oh, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so those there were uh, that, that, that wasn't obvious. <laughs> there were a few <laughs> ring ray factors knocking around at the end of two thousand three going, Oh, we need something to do now while <laughs> the Phoenix is done. Yeah, um I'd completely forgotten about the um the CPR and uh they they were they, they were brilliant. CPR. They were really, really brilliant and I just loved that that shot of them and there was the sound of lightning and um it was just when you
1: first when Michael's like, Oh look,
0: yeah. <laughs> Bang.
2: I did like how Santa looks up at one point and they're probably 200 meters away. Yeah. And five minutes later, they're still 200 meters away. Well,
0: I don't know if you've been to Central Park, Murray. Um, but oh, I have. There's a few windy paths. So yeah, I'm guessing yeah. it's like, okay, we'll be with you. But first. They're on horses, Stephen. Yeah, they're true. on
2: horses. Okay.
1: We did see them going down a hill.
0: That's
2: true. Once again, Twice. picking holes in a family film wins you no friends. That's fair.
1: To be yeah. honest, that whole ending of the film, like the actual ending is quite sweet, but that whole Central Park after Buddy gets booted out of mm. um, the office and everything is probably my least favourite part of the movie. I kind of switch off. I'm not going switch off. I watch it, but it's just nothing compared to the whole first half of it. Yeah. The whole I'll tell first you three the, quarters. One
2: of the bits I really enjoyed in that was when they um, are doing the uh the bit where the you know, what's happening in Central Park right now and they bring up the image of Buddy and and it's it's the mirror image of the famous Yeti yeah. walking into the forest. Yeah. I thought that's great, that's <laughs> nice, I like yeah. that.
0: There's lots of great little moments like that. I really liked um, when Michael's got the list and he finds the news reporter's name and finds out that she just wants a Tiffany Diamond engagement ring for a boyfriend to stop dragging her feet. And it was just, <laughs> I love that. that. That has always stuck with me from this film as or, just being a really funny moment. The guy
1: yeah. who, um, oh, you know, oh, I really like, your eyes tell the story.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I saw it fall from the sky and you're really good at reading the news. <laughs> Um, yeah it's just There's lots of these Lovely little Touches in there I, I really enjoyed uh, When John Favreau Is making his appearance As the Doctor In this film And he's he It's him It's James Caan And it's Will Ferrell And Will Ferrell Just won't sit still uh, And he keeps saying Can you make him sit still You gotta Okay I'll sit still That whole interaction Between And you can already see Walter and Buddy Acting as a parent child Yeah um, It's It's just Really really funny It's just really Really well put together And then the finger and he starts. Yeah. My crying. finger has a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> as, as I say, I, I wonder how much of this
2: film was actually choreographed or scripted, and how much where they went. Okay, look, we'll you know, we're going to put you in a department store. Just
0: go nuts, son. Mm. That go whole
1: nuts. first part in New York was all um, unscripted. Mm. Yeah, just
0: him on the street. Yeah, jumping between the different uh, zebra crossing <laughs> bits and yeah, there it must was, be.
2: Fun for you as someone who's heavily into improv, Stephen, mm. to to watch someone who has that obvious skill because Will Ferrell's background is through
0: improvisational. Um, it is. He comedy. obviously coming up through things like Saturday Night Live and doing stand up and things of that nature. I think the thing that is from an improvised uh, perspective that I think Will Ferrell does really well is never leaving character. Mm. I like finding that character and really with a project like this um you've got months to really work on that character and build up somebody that's super believable and they shot that sequence um of him in new york that was the last thing they shot um so by that point he had a really full understanding of the character where he was going to get to where he needed to be for this specific bit of the film and just having such a strong character and in in the same way that buddy has no shame as a performer just never dropping that Uh, Mm. And just having, you know, just those lovely bits where you you never feel as though at any point he drops the fact that he has essentially got the temperament of a seven-year-old child at Christmas. Mm. And then just throwing that out onto the streets of New York and having someone who is such a good physical performer as well. I did really appreciate that, and I think, like you say, Nicola, it's one of the strongest points of the film.
1: Him taking the flyers off the yeah, two and eventually, I'm go, get out of
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is just genuinely really lovely. I loved watching him run around in the the moving glass doors, and you see the security guard like kind of starting to come up, and then he stops and goes and is sick in the bin. <laughs> it it is just a really wonderful performance, and it's it's a really good Christmas film. It is. It is. It's just. Genuinely very cheerful. Um, and, you know, yes, there are holes here and there, but ultimately I think it's I think it's a really good film.
2: And this was at a time when his career was... I suppose it was starting to really blossom, wasn't it? it yeah, was, well, um, the,
0: the following year was Anchorman, which was really the thing that... Oh, okay. That, so this is before Anchorman. Yeah, Anchorman was the following year, and then a couple of years after that you got Stranger Than Fiction and Talladega Nights and...
2: So this is actually...
0: Because before this, it was what um, Austin Powers and Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, yeah. So he'd had his appearances. What was it? What, was he Mustafi or Mustafa? In uh, yeah, yeah. It was just one of the the side henchmen in um, in Austin Powers. Yeah. Well, the first yeah. time I really liked him was as um, as um,
2: was it Sheriff Will and Holly in um, Jay and Silent Bob. Mm. He we,
0: he pretty much stole that film just by being Will Ferrell. Um, yeah, and. You know, yeah yeah he, he i mean at that time he was he'd obviously been doing a lot on Saturday Night live he was very well known for his george w. Bush um mm. sketches that he was doing around the time that uh, George W. Bush was first president um so yeah his his this was maybe i you'd even say the thing that really launched his film career to an extent um and it it really worked he's yeah he he's just really really wonderful. I think I think we're definitely on the side of he is quite good he <laughs> at, is. At, at this particular. I, I remember
2: seeing the shorts for this actually, or the preview, uh, what do you want to call it? Um, the trailer. The trailer for this, yeah. Uh, and I, uh, it was probably the wrong film to see the trailer at hmm. to set me up for it, which was um, Kill Bill of all things.
0: This was before
2: Kill Bill. This this was the try one of the try. This was I was living in Kalgoorlie at the time. Okay, so, you know, okay. I'm I'm pretty sure it was either Kill Bill, Bill or, or Big Fish. It mm. probably fits better with Big Fish than it does Kill Bill. But um, yeah, it, it was.
0: It's one of those, I went, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah, whatever." So, just looking at his uh, IMDb, the same year as Elf, he was in Old School. Ah. Um, a couple of years before We're that, streaking. A couple of years before that, he was Magatu in Zoolander. That's arguably. Ah, before. Yes, yeah. So as in Zoolander was the- before Elf. Yeah, Zoolander wow. was two years before. So that was kind of his thing. Um, and Jane, Silent Bob, Strike Bank was the same year. Um, just looking at his uh, career, this includes TV. He was in a couple of episodes of Family Guy. Um, doing voices there in the very early seasons. Austin Powers, as you say. Uh, he also was in an episode of King of the Hill, The Angry Beavers, and Cow and Chicken. So he uh, he was doing a lot of cartoon work, and Night at the Roxbury, the which is obviously an SNL-inspired film. So, you know, he was sort of still... Um, he was still sort of moving between the two, but then once he became, I suppose, a bankable star with films like Elf and Anchorman, which followed... Um, he's gone on and I I personally think he he can be quite good. I don't think he's always great. I wasn't a massive fan of Talladega Nights I'll be honest. But um Oh come on. <laughs> and but but then again, you know, he does things like step brothers, he was really good, I think, in um the Lego movie. Playing yeah. playing that father figure who had sort of lost that childish joy and was you, you know, and also the voice of the big bad, I thought he was actually really good in that as well. So that the thing thing about me. Will Ferrell is you're not going to talk anyone around
2: if yeah. they've no, seen one right. of his films or you know a few of his films and gone I don't like this guy. Yeah, you, you, you're not going to talk them around. They don't get it, um, and that's their personal taste. Mm. Um, I am almost ashamed to say I I like Will Ferrell films. I'm sorry, <laughs> I do. It's okay. Be, be be just be yourself, Murray. But you know I. I despise Adam Sandler films. Mm. Um, so you know, who, I know people who
0: think they're screamingly funny. So who, mm. each to his own. Yeah, Click was all right. I'm trying to think of Adam Sandler films that were okay. I didn't mind Punch Drunk Love. Yes, okay, okay. Punch Drunk Love is also very good. So, so you know, we can all agree that occasionally, even people we don't like do good things. <laughs> would you like some trivia about Elf? Yes.
2: Yes, uh, I would.
0: Okay. Several minor traffic an- accidents occurred when Will Ferrell walked through the Lincoln Tunnel in his costume, because people were so surprised and distracted to see him wearing an elf outfit. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you
2: think? Well, I don't suppose they could have closed it for the day. No, for, no, no,
1: nah, too busy. Do you
2: think they could have just put up a like a flashing neon sign going "filming"?
0: F- motion That picture probably would have made tunnel. it worse. Yeah, he, yeah, and no, I think um, thirty. Kilometres or you know, 15 miles. miles an hour I think it's just important to always keep your eyes on the road Even if Will Ferrell's in a bright green and yellow costume
1: I can't mm. believe they let him do it to be honest
0: Yeah um, So they didn't <laughs> Money, 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 money So this film has never had a sequel um,
1: He doesn't want to does he? No he
0: doesn't He turned down 29 million dollars to be in a sequel about 5 years ago So they were saying Elf's really good we should do Elf 2 but, but what can you do with that story? Like, yeah. I don't I don't think there's any... I think, as we've learnt with certain other films he was in that have had sequels, Zoolander 2, there isn't a lot you can do with a one film concept, I yeah. guess. And, I mean, you love Elf.
1: I love Elf, and I would have been shattered if they'd made Elf 2 and it had been a flop. Mm. That would have just ruined the film for me.
0: Yeah, so you'd rather just have the one good one.
1: And... Boy, is it good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but
2: every film is a one-film concept until you come up with the great idea that makes it a two-film concept. Well, so, but well, then, what but, could possibly But I, I, I agree. It's kind of been neatly wrapped up. Yeah. You know, they they fell in love, they married, they had a child, everyone lived happily ever after. Yeah.
0: I mean, I mean you know, some films they do set up very much with the idea of sequels in mind. A bit like um, when we did X-Men a few weeks back and that film although it's a standalone film very clearly sets up the if this works we've got it set up for more so yeah. yeah but i feel elf very much a standalone doesn't need a sequel no and um yeah even though will ferrell might quite like uh to have 29 million dollars he uh
1: you know what that makes me like him even more yeah that he had the guts to say hell no
0: i mean he probably is already pretty well off as it is anyway but um
1: I think I read somewhere that he thought that he was getting too old to be in an elf costume that he just didn't think it would look right anymore.
0: That's a fair point. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and
1: see, it would start mean, to look creepy at some point.
2: Mm. You think about it. I mean, The Hangover. That was a one concept film. They made right. three of them, basically the same film.
0: Yeah, but times. how many of them were good? Well, one. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Yeah, once you've got Mike Tyson actually singing One Night in Bangkok, you, you've you've that shark has been well-jumped.
2: That's it. It's all an idea from there. Mm.
0: The cotton balls Buddy eats while in the doctor's office were actually cotton candy that hadn't been dyed. Oh, I feel so cheated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he does put a lot of things in his mouth in this film. I'm just glad that that was, uh, was safe for him. He would have, have
1: felt so sick by the end of it.
0: Well, he suffered headaches throughout filming because yeah, he, he had to eat all of the sugary foodstuffs. Uh, that were in the elf food pyramid. So, yeah, when he's... Um, candy,
1: candy canes, candy corn and syrup. Yeah, so when
0: he's <laughs> eating that spaghetti and chocolate monstrosity for breakfast... Please don't tell me he sculled that two litre Coke. I doubt it. Uh, I don't have anything on the Coke, uh, so I'm going to presume that he didn't scull it, but he probably drank a lot of it. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, that that was impressive. Whether that was him or... That burp at the end was It would have to be a flat one. Oh cool, yeah. yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't get through it. Um, the burp uh, that you spoke about there, uh, Nicola, mm-hmm. uh, that burp was not done by um, Will Ferrell. It was done by the voice actor Maurice LaMarche. I've uh, not heard that name before. You've was he heard...
1: Beauty and the Beast.
0: Um, he almost certainly was because he does a lot of stuff. But he is best known for being the voice of the Brain from Pinky and the Brain. Oh, oh I haven't seen that. Um, I he's al- he's also um a regular voice-on series like Animaniacs, he, uh, for anyone who's watched the Animaniacs, there is the uh, little scene where Wacko belches um, an opera, and that was Maurice LaMarche doing that. They got him in to do the belch for this film because he is very good at belching on command. So that what is, a talent. Yeah, that is him doing a 12-second belch.
2: Fantastic. I would want that. I would. I'd, I'd want to have that as a Guinness book of world
0: records thing hmm. but yes uh, maurice lamarche is a brilliant voice actor and i'm so glad it's like hey can you come in and burp for 12 seconds sure i can yeah only 12 <laughs> i can go longer
1: i can't see beauty and the beast on this list thus far but there's heaps of disney yeah movies. he is he's is he a- in frozen
0: He's a very prolific voice actor. So, um, yeah, I'm just glad that he's here. The scene where the fake Santa is fighting Buddy had to be done in one take because they mm. thought it was going to be too hard to rebuild everything, including that Lego <laughs> landscape of the New York skyline. That's, that's lazy. Sorry, <laughs> that, that's just lazy. It's no excuse. Just have a second one built, guys. Come on.
1: That was a great scene, actually. Oh, it was. The, him telling um, Santa...
0: You're he's... not Santa. You sit on a throne of lies. You smell like beef and cheese. You don't smell like Santa. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the kids in that scene are actually green-screened in, because they they did oh. they had to do the fight in one take and they didn't Oh, want... so flying bodies, flying yeah missiles. And... Well, also they didn't want like one of the kids to like be picking their nose and not doing the right thing. Kids um, the worst. That kind of thing uh, says uh, professional teacher Nicola. Yeah, that's why I can say yeah. it. Uh, but the um, yeah the. Yeah, they, so the kids are actually green-screened for that little bit into the scene um, so that they could... Sandra and Will Ferrell could fight freely and uh, have, have a have a good time. And, yeah, it, in fairness, if I was working on that set, I would only want to do it in one take. I would not want to be rebuilding or redressing any of that because they did go to town on it. They did,
2: um, yeah. I wonder if there's a disclaimer at the end of the film. No... You know, Christmas-related characters were injured in the making of this film.
0: Well, he wasn't the real Santa, so... Good point. Yeah. Good point. Um, the scene where Buddy eats different candies and, pa- and pastries with the spaghetti noodles had to be shot twice because he vomited the first time. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Trying to eat all that. See, if that was
2: my elf, I'd make him eat it. Mm. Well, he... he- well, he did. The problem was it came back yeah, out almost. That's right. what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, you bought it back up. It goes back down again. So, oh, Well, this is why you're not in charge of Christmas films. Ah, oh, that's it. John Favreau drew Buddy's crayon drawing of himself in the card that he made for uh, his dad, Walter. So that's all John Favreau's handiwork. And undoubtedly sitting in the Louvre as we speak. Yes. Um, Will Ferrell's brother is in this film. Uh, his brother Patrick plays one of the security guards at the Empire State Building, presumably the tall one <laughs> that looks like Will Ferrell. So, but but you? now I'm hoping it's the little guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I just thought it was. The little guy. I'm, I'm, I'm having brother. the whole
2: Schwarzenegger, Devito, Devito twins yeah.
0: thing. <laughs> if you put Will Ferrell in a remake of Twins, who would you cast opposite him? What as that oh, short a security guy. guard? Yeah. Oh man, that's a difficult one Mm. I can't get Peter Dinklage out of my head now (laughs) Yeah, well he was just in the film Yeah And they could have another fight, it'd be great It would be, Warwick Davis Yeah, yeah, that would work I I could see that I don't know what they'd be doing, but I'd watch that film
2: I'd I'd watch that film too
0: Um, When did you, no, I read that one And finally, uh, Terry Zwigoff I presume I'm saying that right uh, He's Mm. a director He was offered the chance to direct the film But turned it down He instead directed another Christmas film that came out that year, Bad Santa. Oh, what an idiot. Oh, no, no. I've got to be honest. I love that film. Mm -hmm. See, Bad Santa did strike me as being a bit more up your alley, Murray.
2: I do like the dark humour. And um, yeah, I've I've just got a thing about Santa doing things inappropriately.
0: Hence the Bad Santa name. Very much. Yeah. yeah, and to be honest, like if that's where uh, Mr. Zwigoff uh, wanted to, to put his creative energies, that would probably make sense, because you wouldn't want too much of that darkness in, in this elf film.
1: I bet you he's kicking himself now, though. Maybe not. I mean, Bad
0: oh, Santa really did really did, well did, as well. Did, it did spawn a sequel. Yeah. I'm not
2: saying it spawned a good one, but it spawned a sequel.
1: Well, elf nearly did. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they didn't because they knew it wouldn't be good. Um, And that was uh, Billy Bob Thornton as the bad santa. Yeah, Yeah, I forget who his elf was, but he was hilarious. Yeah. So, uh, with all that in mind, all that is left is to score the film. So, Murray, you're up first. Uh, What score would you give Elf out of 10? Look, I'm I'm not a huge
2: Christmas film fan. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, look, she's bristling. I did that deliberately just to make her <laughs> bristle too. You know? And I, I have my favourites, and you've reminded me of Bad Santa now. Um, but look, I'm going to give this a, a very solid Seven Thrones of
0: Lies. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's a good score. Nicola, this being your favourite Christmas film, what score are you going to give it out of 10?
1: I'm totally biased, but it's a 10 out of 10 for me. I would I would watch this. Every day from November first to December twenty fifth, if I could.
0: Well, I mean, you can this year because uh, we we are for those of you listening at home, we're actually recording this in November, and, uh... <laughs> and
1: I've already seen it. Three oh, times. You've
0: broken the fourth <laughs> wall, <laughs> but uh, so you can. Yeah,
1: I've got plenty more opportunities. You
0: certainly do. You've got at least twenty five. Well, so... I
1: already said that I was planning on watching it when I get home, anyway. So,
0: mm. so there we go. <laughs> um, for me, I think this is a really, really enjoyable Christmas film. Um, I feel as though i should have watched this more recently um i'm really glad that that it holds up and is arguably actually better than than i remember it so um i i will have to give this film eight pieces of um chewing gum that he picks <laughs> off and eats from the subway tunnel out of 10 uh because um it's it's a really lovely film and it, it does a really good job of of mixing the schmaltz of Christmas with being uh, entertaining and fun. So, yeah, it was lovely. Uh, Nicola and Murray, thank you very much for joining me on this episode. Thanks for having me,
1: Steve. You are so welcome.
0: And for those of you listening at home, thank you for listening. This is our final episode for 2018, so thank you if you've been listening the whole way through, and if you joined us part way through, Thank you as well. Uh, if you'd like to go back and listen to all the other episodes of the series, you can go to iTunes or SoundCloud or other podcasting and podcatching services. Just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club. You can listen to our Christmas episodes from last year as well, where we covered The Muppets' Christmas Carol and, and-, Love, Actually. and Love Actually, which Nicola was on. So yeah. Oh, that's a great Christmas film. Mm. You really enjoy that one? I, I do, yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Really? there we go so yeah if you want to have a bit of a christmasy christmasy fest then go back and listen to them along with this year's offerings uh we can also be found on facebook if you'd like to suggest films that we should be reviewing in 2019 you can leave suggestions there just look for the cinema catch-up club on facebook and of course there is our patreon if you want to become an official member of the club and get a few bonus goodies uh including uh, some bonus episodes then you can go to patreon.com forward slash ccuc podcast and become A member there. But that's all for this week, so until next time, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Merry
2: Christmas!
0: (laughs) You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit ThoughtJarProductions.com.